All right, it is the sports mashup number 57, March 30th, final one of March. It seems like the months are really flying by here. So we're almost into April. Baseball season will start next week. We'll have full predictions for the baseball season uh, next Wednesday because the season starts next Thursday. Uh, so we'll talk about all of that. Um, I think we'll start in the NBA, though, as we usually do, uh, which is where John Morant will be reevaluated in two weeks for his knee. I assume he's going to be ready for the playoffs. The thing with Memphis is that they're 16-2 and two without him, right? So people will say, well, they'll be fine without him. But I think when you get to the playoffs, you're really going to need him. Yeah, I mean, you're going to need that super, superstar presence. Yep. Uh, I forgot what game it was. It might have been last week. I bet on uh, the Nets to beat Memphis by one. Yeah, And they didn't have John Morant, so I thought that was a gimme. It was at Memphis, so I'm like, Oh, Kyrie, everyone's back. Easily win that. And then they had some bench player go off for like 30. Yep. Yeah, they're good. I mean, I don't know what they'll be in the playoffs. They kind of remind me of the Suns last year, except I don't know if they'll get to the finals. So we'll see. Uh, Some of that I've never heard of, to be honest. Dean Wade, didn't know if that was a real person or not. Cavaliers forward, apparently. Uh, season-ending knee surgery to repair a torn meniscus. So he's gone. Cavs are still a playoff team. They're you never, you never heard of Dean Wade? Everyone always wondered when they see him on like the box show where it says D. Wade that they think Dwayne Wade um, came out of retirement and signed with the Cavs. Now, Dwayne Wade did play with the Cavs at the end, didn't he? Yeah. Dean Wade is uh, a white yeah. player. Don't remember where he went to college. It is easy to forget that Dwayne Wade was on the Bulls. Yeah. As well as the Cavs. But uh, yeah, I mean, Dean Wade, I'm going to look up here on basketball reference. But it's not that he's, he has season ending knee surgery, but then the Celtics center Robert Williams out for several weeks minimum with a torn meniscus. So, so they both have torn meniscus, one's having season ending injury or surgery. The other one may be ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think there's probably different levels of it, I would assume. Uh, Dean Wade went to K-State, by the way. Uh, so, shout out. I don't think he was drafted, but whatever. Yeah, Robert Williams is a big big loss because he's a great defender at the five. We, like, and that's like what we talked about either last week or two weeks ago about these teams that are playoff teams that might not have a – actual five-man that offends me guys like the Mavs and such. And if the Celtics lose him, that's a big key. Like, yeah, Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum can do all they, they can, but they can't defend the five. Yeah, I think matchups is going to be a big part of this for the Celtics if he's not ready to go in the first round. I mean – um, you look at the East and, you know, Embiid obviously is a big threat. Adebayo is a bit of a smaller center, so I think they could handle him for Miami. Where it stands um, right now, where would the um, – who would the Celtics play? They're the one right now, I believe. So uh, they would play a play-in team. So that would mean that they would let's, – let's give you a scenario. Well, they're actually down to the fo- – okay, this is why this makes no sense. Two days ago, the Celtics were the one. No, they were four. Yeah, Sunday they were the one because the Suns beat the Sixers. Now they're the four, so they play Chicago. Vucevic, probably be a bit of a problem for them. Um, So that just shows you how cluttered the East is at the top. There's really no dominant force. I don't think there's a dominant force in the entire league other than Phoenix 
Is how many how many teams making now? Six or eight? Well, you have the six top six seeds, and then you have the play-in tournament. So seven versus eight, nine versus ten. The winner of seven versus uh, the winner of seven versus eight gets the seven seed, and then the loser of nine versus ten is out. The loser of seven versus eight plays the winner of nine versus ten for the eight seed. So, for example, let's say the Hawks beat the Hornets. The Hawks would be in the second play-in tournament game. Let's say the Nets beat the Cavs. Nets would be the seventh seed. And then the Hawks would play the Cavs for the eighth seed, for example. So so there's nine teams. Well, there's eight teams at the end of it, but there's nine after the first play-in tournament round. But then the one would play the lowest seed, right? So they'd play the eight. One would play the eight, and the eight would be the winner of the nine versus ten matchup versus the seven versus eight, and the winner of that game would be the eight seed. So then the eight plays would play as right now the Heat. Yeah. So like the example, I just I mean, if the Nets beat the Cavs in seven versus eight, the Nets get the eight seed or the seven seed, and then the Cavs would play, let's say the Hawks, who would beat the Hornets. Cavs Hawks winner gets the eight seed. Yeah. So the Nets would play the Bucks. Yeah, if, if they won their seven eight. Yeah, or the Cavs. If the Cavs won, they'd play the Bucks, so and the Nets would go to the next yeah. game. So the Celtics play would play the Bulls, which the Bulls don't really have a, like a five. I mean, Vucevic kind of plays like a spread five. Yeah, I think it depends on the style that the Bulls would want to play. I mean, but I mean, all that right there between two and four, a half a game apart. Yeah, it could end up really anywhere. They lost tonight to Miami, so that was a big factor. And what, the Y is the uh, clinch division, so Miami clinched their division. Or do you have the Pacers, Pisson, and Magic are eliminated. Uh, Memphis clinched their division. Mavs clinched the playoff berth. The Suns clinched best league record. Yeah. So how many more weeks are left in the season? How many games they play in the NBA? Eighty-two. Eight. I know the Suns have will have six left after tonight. Yeah, they're at seventy-five oh. tonight. Seventy. So, couple weeks. Yeah, next week we'll have more. April sixteenth is when the playoffs start. So next week we'll have more realization on what the playoffs may look like. I think the big question in the West is, did the Lakers get into the play-in tournament? Because I believe they're 11th right now. They're sitting at 10. Oh, they're back down to 10. They were 11 yesterday. They're a half a game ahead of the Spurs. Okay, yeah. I mean, what, last night they sat Anthony Davis and LeBron against the Mavs. Here's the thing with the Lakers. They're going to be the 9 or the 10 if they get in. Can they win two games in a row? They would have to win two games in a row to get the 8 seed. And I don't think I, they could do that. They're a game behind – the Pelicans. I don't think that they could do that. I don't I think know the Pelicans were going to be in the conversation there, but they're in the conversation. Yep, they are. And the Trailblazers have struggled ever since getting rid of C.J. McCollum. Yeah, it's been a really, really bad year for them. They've but been... I think I think what's his name? Um, oh, who's their superstar? Lillard. Yeah, I think he's been hurt. Yeah, hey, I think he's done for the year. 
Yeah, last night the Mavs beat the Lakers by 18. Luka had 34 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists. They had about 80 points in the first half. The Lakers literally played no defense and LeBron's out. What is it? Malik was it Malik Monk from Yeah. He had 28. Russell Westbrook had 25. And uh S. Johnson. Stanley, Stanley Johnson. Johnson. He's a lottery pick. Why where do you go to college? Um, Stanley Johnson. Uh I worked like Arizona or something. Yeah, Arizona. Oh, what a poll by me. Uh he had 16. And then their bench. Eighth um, overall pick, 2015. You sit LeBron and AD, and Carmelo doesn't even start the game. They stink. I mean, I don't even want to waste time with the Lakers. Um, real quick with the Pistons injury, Jeremy Grant out for the year. They're done anyway, so calf strain. We'll see. He might be a guy that gets traded in the offseason. He's got a big contract. They're rebuilding team. I don't know. We'll see. It's something to keep an eye on. It's not like they – out for the season because of a calf strain? Like, you can't get that figured out. over and the team stinks. I mean, what's the point? Maybe they will trade him. Maybe that's why they don't want him to get hurt again. Yeah. Uh, It might make sense for the Lakers. I don't know. uh, James White is James Wiseman, right? Yep, yep. Uh, He will not rejoin the Warriors this season due to his knee issue. So looking like a bust. I guess rehab just has been taking longer and longer. Some of the recent number one overall picks have been just no, they haven't done anything. I know when Zion's played, he's had great numbers, but my God, I mean, I mean, do you think he makes it back for the playoffs? I guess. I mean, I don't know how far the Warriors can go because Steph's hurt. The Pelicans, you mean? Oh yeah, the Pelicans. That's what I meant. I thought we were talking about Wiseman still. I forgot. Um, but, I mean, Zion, I don't think he comes back at all. I mean, if not, he wouldn't start. But, I mean, he'd be a big lift off the bench, and you'd think he'd have the freshest legs of anybody. I mean, you would think, but clearly doesn't. Um, I mean – I guess maybe I was a little bit wrong about the number one picks. I mean, you just look at the last. Also, I forgot Wiseman went two. I thought he went one. Um, but, I mean, Zion, good numbers when he's healthy. DeAndre Ayton's been pretty good. Markel Fultz is not what he was supposed to be. Ben Simmons was good until he wasn't. Cade Cunningham looks like a guy. Anthony Edwards is a guy. Uh, Anthony Bennett was atrocious. Wiggins wasn't great. Carl Anthony Towns is stud. There was a good run of number one picks, though. D. Rose, Blake Griffin, John Wall, Kyrie, Anthony Davis. It was a good run, eight to twelve. Yeah, that was after that was following Andrea Bargnani and uh, Greg Oden. So yeah, which I mean, Oden had like the Grant Hill, but he had it way earlier, where just his legs were like no. And people have been comparing Zion to Oden, which is completely unfair because Zion has had great numbers when he plays. Odin didn't have great numbers when he played. So there you go yeah. with that. I mean, Odin came into a pretty decent team there at Portland with Lamarcus Aldridge and those Brandon guys. Brandon Roy there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they could have uh they could have done a little bit more damage than they did. But uh, I guess they they didn't. I mean that back then, I mean it was the Lakers, the Suns were good. Dallas. So those are the teams back then in the West, I guess. Um, but anyway, Kyrie thing, finally. Huh? New York finally lifts the mandate. 
So now Kyrie can play uh, the rest of the season at home, which you have to think this was, like we discussed last week, part of end of baseball. The thing that sucks the most is that they lift the mandate for the athletes, but they won't lift the mandate for like normal people who lost their jobs due to this. It's it's just absurd. And it's it certainly feels like a money thing, doesn't it? Because I know that Steve Cohen donated a lot of money to the campaign of the New York City mayor. Probably as a way to push this forward. I mean, and, it had, I mean, it had to be because if not, like teams going in to play at um, the Yankees or the Mets, they're gonna have you're gonna have to have to have them. Either everyone has to get the vaccine, or you're gonna have to be able to bring up however many minor league guys just to be able to fill the roster to play them. I mean, the whole thing's ridiculous. Uh, the fact that it took this long and that it's clearly – it's just politics. You know, that's what it is. And uh, I'm glad they figured it out because it would have been pretty disastrous for the Yankees and Mets to not have some of their really good players not play at home. Um, and, you know, Kyrie. Oh, yeah, because I guess it didn't matter if you came in to play them. You didn't have yeah, to be. Yeah, that's the dumbest part of the whole thing probably is that. And So, uh, I mean, like the Yets make – uh, yet the Mets and Yankees would have to have everyone vaccinated, or you'd have to be sending minor league guys up who are vaccinated just to play home games. Yeah, I mean it was a disaster. So I'm just glad they figured it out for for some of these guys, and uh, hopefully they figured out for the normal, you know, average citizen at some point. Uh, and then OKC's uh, to sit guard. How you pronounce this? Isn't shy. Shay Gilgis Alexander uh, for the yes rest of the year with an ankle injury. Now as they take a step forward, they got a billion draft picks, ton of cap space, ton of young talent. They need to get a couple guys around uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy and Lou Dort. That's a nice team, nice young core. They got a they got like twenty something draft picks in the first round over the next four or five years. So that's this summer is a big. That's one. a team who could use a big guy. Yeah. May possibly a stretch four. Yeah, I mean, they have Darius Baisley and uh, Alexej Pazugolgivsky or whatever his name is. So they got those two at the four, but they don't have a five. I think they've had Derek Favors playing the five for some of the season. He's like 32, so that's kind of, you know, that's not a long-term thing. Yeah, so depending on where they're at this year in the draft, I mean – they're going to be top three or four, I guarantee it. Honestly, uh, there's got to be a lot of. Bonchero would be a great fit for them if he if he was there for them. Him or Jabari Smith would be great fits. Two guys was, that play the four. One's different than the other. Jabari is more of like a defending, lengthy, pretty good shooter type. Paolo is more of a banger inside. I was thinking more of a five. I mean, they could get. They could get. They could get that dude from Arkansas. I mean, um, was Jamal Williams? Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams. Chet Holmgren might be there for them if they want him. Guy that yeah. plays the five. Very skinny, though, so who knows how that would work. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's got to get some more weight or muscle on him. I think he can, but I don't think he, I don't know. I don't know if he does as much in the NBA anymore, though. I don't think he has to. I mean, it comes down well, like if he's playing the five and he's defending, like you know, a banger post player, like yeah. they're just gonna muscle him anywhere. 
I agree. Uh, Pelican signed point guard Jose Alvarado from a two-way contract to a multi-year deal. Uh, goes for the rest of this season and through next year. A non-guaranteed 2023 through 2024 contract and a team option for uh, 24 through 25. He becomes extension eligible in March of 2024. Well-deserved, great defender, great guard. He was a stud at Georgia Tech. He's definitely a guy that's going to be a perfect number two point guard in it, on any team. I, that's, it's just a weird way that they structured that contract. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, but uh, I guess they don't know what the future holds, but he's good enough to stick around for now, and the potential's there, I'm sure. One of the best defenders in the ACC when he was at Georgia Tech last year, so defending guards at least. Uh, so that's good. I think that's the most time we've ever spent in the NBA, so that's enough of that. We should go sure, to the NFL. I'm sure in the next couple weeks we'll be getting more and more with playoffs. And less NFL probably as well, but there's still some stuff going on in the NFL, which is – the uh, what you wrote in here, the law office of Marquez Valdez and Scantling signs with the Chiefs a three year deal, 30 something, I believe. Uh, I don't know how much is guaranteed, but I mean, they got Juju and MVS there now, kind of a new one, too. They also got a couple other guys there still. They still got Josh Gordon on the roster, he'll be cut in like August, probably, if I had to guess. Um, but but I mean, he does have a best name there for the his nickname to be the law office. That's fair. That's a totally fair point. And uh, this contract, I think, you know, me being a Packer fan, I would say I'm perfectly okay with the Packers not doing this, but I'd also like to see them add somebody. I'm almost positive they're going to draft a receiver with one of their first four picks. I won't say one of their first two picks, but I think they will, but I'm not going to guarantee that. Because I mean, you what you lost Devontae Adams to the Raiders, um, Scanling to the Chiefs, uh, who was the other one? You lost, you lost one to the Bears. Equinemy is St. Brown, but they still have, you know, Lazard is a great blocker, and Cobb yeah. is still useful. Amari Rodgers is there. It's not good enough. They're going to add somebody. I think they'll add at least a free agent, whether it's uh, if Jarvis Landry doesn't – if he eventually doesn't get overpaid like he wants. We'll get to that, you know, the free agents that are still left. Yeah. Um, all right. Trevor Simeon, two-year deal with the Bears to be the backup to Justin Fields. Simeon, uh, Northwestern guy, I believe. So yeah. good fit. Uh, then you also had the Cowboys hire Brian Schottenheimer to help on both sides of the ball. So, you know, staying old school in some way. Yeah. Uh, smart signing by the Patriots here. Jabril Peppers, one-year deal with New England, up to five mil. Very talented player, somebody that I think Bill can get the best out of. It's uh, weird, too. Like, he came into the league as a corner. He played corner – he played like a hybrid corner kind of at Michigan where sometimes he'd be like, he was like an outside linebacker. He'd be on the line as an edge rusher. And then he got drafted. I think his first year he played at corner and now he's rotated to being a safety. I mean, I think Bill can get the most out of him if anybody can. You know? And I think it's a smart signing. Yeah. And then you have, uh, the NFL came out and said all teams must hire a minority offensive coach. Yeah, if they don't have one already, I assume. Is that how it is, or they just have to hire one? I'm sure if they have one on their uh, 
coaching staff already. I don't think they have to hire one. It's just if you don't, you have to. I don't know if this also rule goes into effect like it has. It was goes into effect this year, or it's hey, by next year you have to do this. Yeah, I mean, I could see it being the case either way. But I, uh, I mean, I hate that they had to make this rule. I mean, they already have the rule where if you're interviewing for a jobs position, you have to interview three minority coaches. It, I mean, it almost feels like this was a political type move as well. I don't, I mean, I don't know what to make of it. I think most teams already have one. So I don't know. Deshaun um, Hamilton. Yeah. Another, I think he was a Penn, Penn State guy who is leaving another Penn State receiver at Denver, uh, going to the Texans. Yep, filling guy. And he's a speedster. I, I, that sucks for Russell Wilson losing him because, I mean, Russell Wilson, I mean, he has Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. Uh, who who didn't they sign a tight end? Who Denver? Yeah, they lost one. Yeah, they lost Noah Fant to Seattle. Who did um um Who did Austin Hooper sign with? Tennessee. Yeah, so I'm not sure who their tight end is there, but Alberto. Um. Uh, I mean, Russell Wilson, he's still got weapons there. Just Deshaun Hamilton going to Texas. I mean, they like Albert Okwa-Ibanam, SHG kid, by the way. They like him enough to have him as a new tight end getting rid of fan. Sacred Heart Griffin, that's pretty cool, right? I mean, two NFL players went to SHG. That's that's big time for the area. Yeah, and then I thought when I was looking at depth charts that the – Packers had that Malik. They had him for like a week. I don't know where he's at now. Is he Dallas? He was in Dallas last year. Yeah, no, like I looked, this was like the other day. I was thinking Death Maybe Church. they brought him back to training camp or something. What's his last name? Malik Turner. Oh, maybe it was another a different Malik on Malik Taylor. On yeah. Malik Turner was with Dallas last year, I remember. Another SHG guy. Yeah. Uh Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet to call Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime? Money. Big time. I think Herbstreet will be fine. I don't think people complaining about it. They go, how can do both? Herbstreet's also still doing both. He's still yeah. doing the college game day and stuff. He'll be fine. I don't care that he never played in the NFL either. He knows football. He's a football guy. Um. So is Thursday Night Football only going to be available to watch through Amazon Prime, or I think that's the case, yeah. But I wonder if they'll still have the guys on Twitch that like restream it, like you can watch it on Twitch. I don't know if they'll still be doing that, but it's an interesting one for sure. Uh, Ronald Jones, ex Buck, to the Chiefs on a one year deal. I think it's a good fit. I think it's a good fit to go behind CEH. Well. When I read Andy Reid saying that they're going to use Ronald Jones as a workhorse, so I don't gotta know. If they got to keep Clyde Edwards-Helaire healthy. Yeah, so I don't know if it's going to limit his touches. I mean, that's going to be a big uh, fantasy football decision. Like I had Clyde Edwards-Helaire last year, and 
when he got hurt, like he'd have games where they'd feed him the ball, and then they'd have games where they barely would do anything with him. They lost their two other running backs who filled him when he was hurt. Uh, but now, I mean, it opens up the Bucks. I mean, they now have Fournette, uh, Kayshawn Vaughn. Uh, I forgot who their little flex running back is. Uh, and then you have former LSU and Washington football team running back Darius Geis, who's a well, he was a high draft pick, right? Uh, feels like he was a second round guy, but I don't remember. Uh, he's working out, trying to make an NFL return. Only twenty four, so I know he had the whole legal issues and such. Was it legal thing, or did he get like a bad injury? Strangulation, assault, battery, destruction of property, three separate domestic violence incidents, rape accusations as well. Seventy-four-year-old oh. woman uh, accused him of sexual harassment. So, not good. Uh, LSU disassociated themselves from him, banning him from the athletics program indefinitely. Also removed all of his statistics from the record books. I don't think anybody's going to want him back. You never know. He was damn good, though, too. 1,300 yards, 2016, 1,200 in 2017. Second uh, round pick. Greg Zerloin cut by Dallas. Signed almost instantly after being cut with the Jets. They also got Eddie Pinero there as the, with the Jets, too, so maybe a little competition between the two. Uh, the Saints add Andy Dalton to the quarterback mix. Move Taysom Hill's – I mean, he's slotted on the depth chart as a tight end. I think Andy Dalton's going to be the starter week one. Because, I mean, they say quarterback mix, but it's what? Just Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston, and then yep. Taysom Hill's going to do the Bears. The Bears and Saints essentially swapped quarterbacks with Simeon and Dalton. So, yeah. I mean, Simeon – I. Northwestern runs a weird offense. I mean, he was in like an RPO, but they run like a weird RPO. So, I mean, he wasn't really an NFL quarterback coming out of college. And then he, he got he thrown in Denver. Like either. He got thrown into Denver, and then they had their whole whole quarterback fiasco up there. Yeah, that's true. Um the Niners, GM John Lynch uh, said no plan to release Garoppolo. I could see him being on the roster the further this goes. I mean, he's on the roster, right? He's still got one year left on his contract. I could see him staying, yeah. What's Carolina going to do? Probably draft a guy at this point. I mean, um, what, you still have Seattle without a – I mean, I think they're going to go with Drew Locke. I mean, it's that or um, draft. Uh, who was there? Geno Smith. Is he, is he still yeah. there? Yeah. So, I mean, there's still spots where people need a quarterback. What the hell's going to happen to Baker Mayfield? I don't see how you could have him on the roster under any circumstances. Does it, Atlanta still needs a quarterback? They signed Mariota. Oh, yeah, they are. Then they reunited him with his former coach, uh, Arthur Smith. Yeah. When he was in Tennessee. Yeah. 
the NFL tweaks overtime rules, but only for the playoffs. Each team gets a guaranteed possession. So even if Ethan's team scores a touchdown on the first drive, my team gets a chance to score. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion on this rule, to be honest. Like, I thought I would have an opinion. It screwed the Packers over a couple times, but there's also the argument of, hey, you got to get a stop, and I agree with that, but that's a yeah. tough one. I don't really have an opinion on that. I don't know. I, the, only, the only way it ends, if uh, Ethan's team is the team, they kick off to me and then they get a safety, then the game's over because there'd be yeah. no point. They'd be ahead. My team would then kick it off to Ethan's team. And they had their possession. It's a rarity, you know. That's the only way that happens. I saw there was, I think there was eight or ten people that were in this uh, group. And one had said, um, I think it was the Titans proposed that if the first team scored and then scored a two-point conversion, the game was instantly over. So, I mean, that was a different one because that'd be nuts, like scoring touchdown half and to score a two-point conversion. And if not, the other team got the ball and they, then they just had to score a touchdown and make the field goal. Yep. Uh, yeah, the regular, se- regular season stays the same. If first team scores a touchdown, it's over. Uh, the NFL draft is just under a month away as it starts April 28th. And ends on the thirtieth. Uh, this year's draft is in Las Vegas. Plenty to discuss over the next few weeks about the draft. Kind of an unpredictable one. Usually things get a little bit tighter. People kind of know what's going on uh, by the time that that happens. I assume the number one pick is going to be Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. So I think that's like a done deal. Maybe um, Alvin Kamara should not represent the Saints at this draft since the last time he was in Vegas. Yeah, I think that's fair Fair to say, for sure. Uh, then breaking news today that happened, it would have happened after we recorded when we normally do, the Bucks coach Bruce Arians steps away from coaching, moves to the front office. Todd Bowles is now named the head coach, who uh, right after the season he interviewed with the Bears and Multiple the Vikings, teams, right? Was the Bears and the Vikings for a head coaching position. Yeah. Which so, everyone also thought he interviewed with Jacksonville for the head coach position, but I believe he interviewed for the defensive coordinator and Byron Lefwich interviewed for either offensive coordinator or head coach there. So before I say anything about this, I think we need to know what your opinion is on it. I just get it's confusing because I mean he talked about on Pat Mack's show how if Brady came back, he was gonna be a buck, blah blah. If not, a team was gonna have to give up five first round picks or something to get him because he was still signed for this year and didn't make any inclination that he was done coaching. And just the timing of it. Yeah, I think the timing of it is the surprising thing, because he retired from the Cardinals and stopped coaching. Which That was during his health issues, right? Yeah. And he said that this was this is nothing has nothing to do with his health and everything. 
But I mean, you just got Brady back. You just re-signed Jensen. You got you that guard Shaq Mason from the Patriots and all these other guys. You signed Logan Ryan to be your safety with Winfield. So here's what I think. Um, I think before the statement, or upon reading the statement, I think it sounds like Brady coming back made him uh, more likely to to stop and to quit because he said he always wanted to leave the team in his, in 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 assistance hands, and when it was in a good place, and it's in a much better place with Brady as a quarterback than not as the quarterback. So. Brady goes back, everything's still stable. He's going to the front office, which is going to be a much easier job for him on a day-to-day basis. I and you know he's sense. still going to be around the team. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be in meetings. He's going to, you know, be at practices. Great opportunity for Todd Bowles, too. Second go-around. Now the question coach. is, do they have to bring in another defensive coordinator, or is he going to be – Head coach and still call the defensive plays. Well, I think the, they'll bring in and they'll have another defensive coordinator no matter what. He just probably won't call plays. I don't know though. I don't know. Bulls probably will call it. Not sure though. I guess well, I mean, who they have in recent years. He they had one of the best defensive teams. Yeah. So it'd be. I think it'd be tough for him to want to part with that. Yep, I agree. I mean, they they also re-signed Will Golston, uh, their corners. I think letting go of uh, Whitehead to the Jets was not a big deal. But bringing in Logan Ryan, a veteran, an expatriate, is big to stand back there with Winfield. Yeah, I think I'm, also, I'm surprised sense. it was Bulls over <clears throat> Leftwich because how uh, Arians was so big on he thought Leftwich deserved a head coaching position somewhere. Experience, I think, in this case, you, you don't really want to have Leftwich come in late March as the head coach without ever experiencing any of that. No, and I think if he did it, they would have had to bring in an office coordinator to call the plays. So I don't know if Leftwich would have been able to do both. And with a lot of the high-caliber offensive coordinators being signed, he – like if they had done this earlier and they could have got the Niners offensive coordinator. Um, what's his name? Head coach of the Dolphins. Mike McDaniel. Yeah, if they could have got him in there as their offensive coordinator. Because just how much how Brady loves the motion offense to see the defense. That could have been big. But I mean, we'll see how this year goes and everything. I think they also added an extension into Bulls contract, so he's gonna be the head coach there for multiple years. Yep, we'll see how it goes. Should be interesting to see. So now what there's did he make six or eight minority head coaches now? Uh, it's in the article. I I don't remember. It's up there. It's up there around there. I mean, McDaniel does count as one. So the head coach of the Dolphins. Yeah. So what you have him, Bowles, Tomlin, Tomlin yeah, uh, Lovey Smith. 
Oh, yeah. And Houston. I'm trying to go over all the head coaches in my head. So am I. Um, Who's the Jets coach? Robert Sala. He would be one, I think. So there you go. I mean, there's five and there's got to be one somewhere else, but. Who is yep. who's the Broncos head coach? Nathaniel Hackett. Oh yeah, the offensive coordinator from uh, Green Bay. Yep, yep. All right. Who did the Raiders make their head Josh coach? McDaniels? Oh, that's right. Uh, the top free agents still available today. Uh, you got the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Supposedly in talks with the Raiders who also they're trying to make it a package deal to get he wants to go with Stefan Gilmore hmm. uh, interesting choice Odo Beckham Jr Bobby Wagner which would be a big pickup to someone who needs a linebacker Raiders you said the Raiders they could use him yeah or the Ravens. I mean, I'm surprised he's still unsigned. Then you got uh, Jadavion Clowney, Akeem Hicks, Melvin Ingram, which I'm surprised he was not re-signed to the Chiefs after the year he had. I agree. Probably wanted too much money. Uh, Landon Collins. A lot of old stars on this list. What safety from the Giants? He was on the commies last year. Uh, Julio Jones. Antonio Brown, which I'm guessing no one's going to sign him. I don't think so. Maybe in the middle of a season randomly. Um, last is uh, Gronk, who is – uh, his agent said he's still in talks with the Bucks. His only decision is he's undecided if he wants to play football anymore. Oh, it seems like Bucks to retirement, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because if not, there were talks about him going um, to Miami. But you just re-signed Jacecki. I think if the new NFL is taught us anything, he... I think every good team has more than one legit tight end. Oh, yeah. I mean, could he be a big boost to the offense with McDaniels? Or not McDaniels. uh, Is it just Daniels? McDaniel. I had Josh McDaniels um, names in my head. Yeah. But, yeah, could he be a big boost to Miami's offense with what they've done already? Probably yeah. not. They probably don't need him. Yeah. But would he rather have Tom Brady still throwing in the ball? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He doesn't need money either. He doesn't need – he's not just going to go to a team because they offered more money. Have you seen how many endorsements he has? Yeah, and he's got his own brand, their, their water bottle brand, everything that he has with his brothers. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> very, very good-looking girlfriend. Yep, fair to say. Uh, golf. That's where golf? we go. 
Uh, last weekend, we weren't able to get the picks in because the tournament started uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, the WGC Dell Technologies match play winner, Scotty Scheffler, uh, didn't see anywhere on what the purse was for everybody, so we don't know how much he won. Uh, he shot four and three over Kisner in the play or the finals. Kisner had a great tournament. Yeah, he uh, he was three down with four to play against Adam Scott in the quarterfinals, and uh, won four straight to move on, and then beat um, Corey Connors in the uh, second or in the semifinals, and then just ran to a buzzsaw. Scotty's playing as good a golf as anybody. That's three wins and five tournaments for him. Last five he's played, yeah. he's won three. And so before, he's a star. That, before that, he hadn't won. In 50 tournaments. I don't think he'd ever won on the tour before before he won his no, that's what it was. He had he hadn't won in 50 yeah. tournaments, and yeah. then now he's three out of the last five. This tournament, if this tournament taught anybody anything, it's that the US Ryder Cup team is going to be loaded for the next decade plus. Scotty was dominant. Kiz will get a shot at some point, I think. DJ was very good. Uh DJ <clears throat> he had an eight straight match play win streak going until he lost to Scheffler in the semifinals. So he's been dominant. Yeah, um, and I know Kisner, when they he played in a, a uh, scramble tournament or best ball tournament with Riggs somewhere. And in he, Pittsburgh. And he kept saying, like, wasn't good enough to make the Ryder Cup. Wasn't good enough to make the Ryder Cup. Yeah, I definitely think they could have replaced a Harris English or a Tony Finau with uh, with Kiz, but they didn't. I mean, Kiz is a match play wizard. You know, he's got one of the best match play records the last decade on the tour, and they just made up a bunch of course fit BS about him as to why he wasn't on the Ryder Cup team. So whatever. I mean, maybe he'll get a shot in Italy in uh, next year. So hopefully he does. Uh, this weekend we have the Valero Texas Open. Defending champion is? Jordan Spieth, friend of the program almost. Uh, at TPC San Antonio, the Oaks course in San Antonio, Texas. And then Tiger was spotted practicing or has been spotted practicing. And most recently, it was yesterday, played a full round at Augusta as if he would be practicing for the Masters. Yeah, I would I would say I'm, I'm going to go ahead and believe it when I see it, if Tiger actually plays the Masters, because I don't see it. So, hate to be negative since everybody's all excited that he might he might give it a go, but I don't see it happening. And you like, yeah, he played he played around at Augusta and he's been spotted practicing, but you still don't know the shape of how his body is. Somebody said he looked good allegedly. I don't know how true that is, but somebody said he looked good. Like I would more believe it if there's multiple videos of him playing a full round and walking walking four rounds that I don't see I don't see how he could do that because he couldn't walk when he was playing with his son he had a cart that was yeah. like three four months ago right so I don't know if he's made that much progress in that time no and they're not gonna make a special rule for him to be able to use a cart yeah so this is probably a masters with no tiger no fill which is weird but you know, yeah. But Phil is doing Phil things, and much different <clears throat> reasoning between the two for sure. 
uh, NCA. Yeah, I mean, transfer portal were either at a thousand names or over a thousand names before the end of the tournament. <clears throat> it's a new age college basketball. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, when I wrote that and everything, I was, I was like. I'm not even going to try writing names down because it's going to be way too long of a list. Yeah, I mean, there's some big names in there uh, for sure. Um, you know, different players. You look at Terrence Shannon from Texas Tech entered. Obviously, everybody knows Andre Curbelo, preseason All-American. He entered. Uh, just a lot of guys. We'll see. It's not going to change that much for a lot of the, the big-time teams. Uh, it's just the new age of, of college basketball. I did see with Arkansas's big run, they signed that or they didn't sign, they have a now have a five-star recruit. Their class is sick. They have three five-stars all in the top 20 and a couple of fours as well. And I believe if they haven't surpassed Duke for the number one class, they're right on the doorstep. So, yeah, that team is going to be filthy. Two Which, McDonald's All-Americans. I I was watching the end of the uh, first NIT semifinal game last night. St. Bonaventure Xavier. Yeah, and then as soon as that ended, the second game wasn't going yet, so I watched a little bit of the uh, McDonald's All-American game yep. and then switched over to the Texas A&M. Uh, I forgot who they even played. Uh, Texas A&M versus – oh, man, I was I had it on too. Uh, Texas A&M. Oh, my God. Yeah, that one slipped for sure. I'm looking it up. I don't know how I can't remember that because I had it on the TV too. While you're looking that up, uh, Colgate's coach Matt Langle extended their 2030 back-to-back NCAA tournament appearances. Probably will own the Patriot League because the Patriot League is like not deep at all. Washington so, State. Okay, yeah, now now I remember. Yeah, so, so now you'll have, you'll have Xavier versus Texas A&M in the NIT final which I believe is played. It's got to be tomorrow or something. Uh, Friday. All right. Friday, 6 o'clock. There you go. And, of course, you know it'll it'll go off if Buzz Williams, if they win that, that they should have been in the – yeah, I mean the yeah. tournament and everything. Yep, that will happen. Uh, the worst kept secret in college basketball: Shaheen Holloway leaves St. Peter's for Seton Hall. Played at Seton Hall. Willard leaves Seton Hall for Maryland. Everybody knew this was going to happen, and it makes a lot of sense. Shaheen's a hell of a coach. That run they went on is the greatest Cinderella run in the history of the NCAA tournament. Fifteen seed to the Elite Eight. Yeah, um, first time that's happened, right? Hall. Yeah, great move for Seton Hall. Which another first time, which is surprising, like we were talking about earlier. First time that Duke has played North Carolina in the NCAA tournament. Yep, it is, uh, you know, fitting that it happens under these circumstances. Uh, it'd be a little bit more exciting for some, I'm sure, if Roy Williams was still on the sidelines for North Carolina, but. Yeah, if. That for sure, if he was still there, it'd be more excitement around the game. So you get an all blue blood final four. Yeah. 
Villanova, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina. So we'll make picks on that later. And we move to Major League Baseball. The Twins signing Chris Archer, who has not been good in a long time. One-year deal, 3.5 mil. And Giants third baseman Evan Longoria will be sidelined to start the season. I think it said six weeks, finger surgery. So a bit of an injury there. But the Giants are very much a plug-and-play team. So I think they'll be fine. I did have a stat, too, from the uh, Duke-Texas Tech game. In the first half of that game, they shot 37%, 27% from three, and then four or four from the free throw line. The second half, they shot 71%, 50% from the uh, three-point line, 85% from the free throw line. So the end of the game shooting 52%, 88% from the free throw line, and 37% from three. Yeah, they couldn't miss in the second half. So this is a tale of two games for sure. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech shot 48% in the second half, 40% from three, and 80% from line. They were – that's it for the game. But – Moving right along here. And then uh, the Cardinals bring back Albert Pujols, one year, $2.5 million. I think think we have a difference of opinion on this thing. Well, uh, before we get into that, when Albert made his debut on April 2nd of 2001, Ali Marmol, the new manager of the Cardinals, was 14 years old. I mean that is uh, that is something because Albert's what forty two, Marmol's what thirty five, thirty six. Well, he was fourteen and Albert was twenty one. I think if he was fourteen in two thousand and one, thirty five. Yeah, yeah. It all adds up. The math, the math, the math works out. But yeah, go ahead with your opinion then. Well, I think that it's it's a fine signing because you have the DH in the NL now, so he can do that. And last year's numbers speak for themselves. Like when he went to the Dodgers, he was good. He batted 290 against left-handed pitching, had 13 home runs against left-handed pitching with a 939 OPS. So they're going to use him against lefties. They're not going to overuse him. He's not going to DH every game. And he's a great clubhouse guy. He can help the young players. Carlson. We've seen Bader's offensive numbers were very good last season. If he could keep that up, he could work with guys like that. The only thing that concerns me a little bit is the fact that they're not going to be able to play or have some of the younger guys up to start the season, whether it's Juan Yepes or Nolan Gorman. But the thing with those guys is Gorman has been terrible in the spring. He'll benefit from playing AAA ball. Yepes got hit in the face today, so he needs to start in AAA anyway. Um, So I just don't think that it's going to be something that hurts them. The only thing that would suck about this is if, he was so bad that they had to release him. That would be really stupid. Like he bad. got um, like hit when he was at bat? I think he got hit by a pitch. I mean, they won by a billion today, so he got some reps. Well, yeah. My buddy, he sent me a picture. He said, are they going to stop? It was in the eighth when they scored 12 runs, and the score was 25-4. to four. Yeah, it got pretty ugly for the Nationals today. I saw Anibal Sanchez went four innings, gave up 10 runs. And uh, Pools started in the lineup as DH. He was one for three. 
uh, with four guys left on base, and then Chambers replaced him as a pinch runner and then became a DH, and then Dickinson came in, was two for two with a walk, and had three runs. Also, uh, keep an eye out, Paul DeYoung having a huge spring. Goldschmidt is too, but DeYoung's been phenomenal, kind of won a shortstop job back. But we'll talk more baseball shop. Give me your pool take. My thing was I just I wanted them to sign a power hitting lefty. We don't have one. I mean Dickerson has been that in his career. I don't know how much he can be that, but yeah, we Dickerson talked about we signed him a, like what his numbers were last year and everything, how they were so low. I don't think there was a big market for power hitting lefties. Like they weren't gonna give Schwarber the money that he got. Well, no, I don't think that's what they needed because he would have been another guy that you could put in the outfield, but we already have enough outfielders. Yeah, the outfield's perfectly fine right now. And the outfield prospects, there's guys that'll be ready to go behind an O'Neill, Bader, or Carlson, whoever gets hurt. And so. yeah, I'm, I'm partial to him because I've met him and everything, and I follow his TikTok and social medias and see that he's been working. Was Matt Adams was a guy I threw his, threw his name out. They brought him back a few years ago. It didn't really work out, but... I don't know. I just I think he's kind of done. And, and Pools was good enough last year to where he could justify this move, making sense from a nostalgia oh, baseball. I, I get that for him coming back, and then you'll have the last year for him, Yachty and Wayno, their final dance. There's no risk just, to the move. That's the thing. No, I just wish, like, yeah, they're going to have him for lefties. And he'll start opening day, no doubt. There's no way he's not opening day DH. But I just wanted the big lefty for everything else. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think the market was very big for that. And the Dickerson thing is another low-risk thing that he somehow won a gold glove. So if an outfielder gets hurt, he could play the outfield. And he's had some good numbers in the past. But I just don't know where they would have gone with a left-handed bat. But I also, like, I think it's going to take away at bats from other guys like Newt. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I think Newt Barr is going to be another guy that DHs against lefties in certain spots or, you know, DHs on days if, if they want O'Neill to not play the field or Carlson to not play the field. Is Newt, is he a switch hitter? Or... He's a lefty, lefty. And Carlson's, fielder. Carlson's... Carlson's a switch, yeah. Yeah. But, so you, I mean, opening day, I'm guessing it's going to be O'Neill, Bader, Carlson. Yep. And then Arenado, DeYoung, Edmund, uh, Goldie, Yachty. Yep. Wayno's pitching. Yep. Pools is DH, no doubt. So he's going to bat fifth and DH. There's no way he doesn't DH. I don't care if it's a righty. It's also the Pirates. So who cares? So the, who else is on the bench? Then you have Newbar. Newt, well, they don't have the Newt, roster say yet, but but Newton Dickerson will be there for the. The extra outfielders. I think there's also going to be an expanded roster to start the season because of the yeah, short and spring training. There is. So I don't know if Juan Yepes makes it right-handed bat first baseman prospect. I'm not sure if he makes it. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure people from a national standpoint who might be listening to this are enjoying our Cardinal shop talk, but we're going to continue here a quick sec here. Let me look at the 40-man roster because obviously Kisner will be there, backup catcher. Um, Who's the backup, like – Third baseman and shortstop. Well, Edmundo Sosa will be there. Yeah. Uh, 
the only two infielders other than the ones that we've named that are on the 40-man are Brendan Donovan, who's 25 and a decent bat. He's a lefty. And then, obviously, uh, Yep, as I mentioned. So those guys have a chance. And then the outfield, it is just Newt Barr and Carlson. So, yeah. Not Dick, Dickerson's not on that? Oh, he is, yeah. I, I don't know why I said Carlson. I meant Dickerson. Yep. So we'll see what the roster looks like, and we'll preview the MLB season next week with predictions and such. And then uh, opening day a week from tomorrow, which by the time you might be listening to this, it will be tomorrow. So next, yeah. the Thursday, the 7th. Yep, should be interesting to see. A couple NHL things real quick before we get to the picks. Um, the Senators owner, Eugene Melnick, passed away at the age of 62 after a long illness. So thoughts uh, with the Ottawa Senators organization. Uh very sad news there for sure. And since there's really no way to transition away from that, we'll just go to uh, news from tonight, which was that um, Leon Dreisaitl scored his 49th goal of the season, tying Austin Matthews atop the Maurice Richard Trophy finalists, uh, or at least, you know, leaders. So, But Matthews got hurt there for a couple of games, didn't he, where – It seems like because he had a huge lead on it. Because we thought he was going to get to 60, right? I mean, yeah, he could still have a chance. I mean, no, that's what we discussed. But I think he, I think he got hurt or something for a couple games. Possible, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we'll see how that race shakes out. Weird to not see Ovi at the top. I mean, he's got a ton of goals, but I don't think he can get there. Um, Now we go to the picks. Uh, Last week I went seven and five. Now three eighty four and three oh eight. Yeah, I went five and seven. It's been a rough go. I'm three seventy six and three oh nine. It's getting ugly for me. Baseball needs to save me. I need. I, I mean, I went one and one in the NBA. zero oh and two in hockey. I went six and two in the or uh, in uh, CAA. Oh, I lost the Arizona game and the Purdue game. But I knew we were going to be flop because we had like five of the eight. College basketball games pick different. Yeah, I was terrible. That's just all I'm going to say about that. Who'd you, you had Gonzaga beating Arkansas. Texas Tech over Duke. And then Purdue. Purdue. Got Houston correct. Got Villanova correct. And I missed Providence and Iowa State. So, not Which, good. We almost had it. Uh, the ACC almost had three teams in the final four out of the five who were in the tournament. Certainly, uh, certainly would have been something, you know, no doubt. I mean, just getting two out of the five in the final four is, I mean, you're, and you're guaranteed one of them's in the NC or the final or championship. True, true. And we all know who it's going to be. So, all right, Valero, Texas Open, TPC San Antonio, AT&T. Deal or whatever I wrote down here. I don't know why I wrote that. Uh, Oaks course, I believe. Yes. Um, all right. Who are, your, who are your picks for all three categories? Uh, to win, I have Rory plus 750, Jordan Spieth plus 1400, and Gary Woodland at plus 3000. My top five is Jason Day at plus 1000, and top 10, Hideki Matsuyama at plus 160. And this might be the last time I ever pick him. Because I picked him two tournaments before this, and he hasn't even played in the tournament. And you go to look at it, he's on the DraftKings list if he's playing in the odds, and then you go to his name, and there's no news that he dropped out or anything. 
So they just put his stats in there and his odds, and he, he wasn't even playing in the tournament. What can you do? You know, you got screwed. So that's all that that's all that, that is. And uh all right, my picks to win. Hideki Matsuyama plus fourteen hundred. Bryson DeChambeau plus twenty eight hundred, and Ricky Fowler plus sixty five hundred. He needs to get back in the winner's circle. Uh, defending champ, friend of the program, Jordan Spieth plus three hundred, top five, and Rory plus one twenty, top ten. So Rory has great odds for this tournament. So we'll see how we got, that shakes we got, out. I mean, we got three out of our five same picks, just different spots. Yep. Uh, all right, NBA picks and NHL picks. For Thursday action, uh, NBA, I have the Nets minus one over uh, Milwaukee and the Clippers plus three and a half over the Bulls. Which, the only reason I picked that game was they still don't have Zach Levine. We're complete opposites, by the way. I have Bulls minus three and a half, Nets minus one. So, big games. I yeah. know. I mean that the Nets Bucks game, as we looked at earlier, that could be first round matchup for them. Could be. It's a uh, nightmare for both sides. NHL, the odds were all big odds for tomorrow's games. I took the Bruins minus two fifty over the Devils, and the Stars minus one sixty five over the Ducks. I tried picking the lowest spread numbers. But, I mean, there were some that were minus 675. and Yeah, I'm taking some uh, dogs here. Jets plus 175 at the Leafs and the Penguins plus 100 at the uh, Wild. So a couple of dogs. Why not throw it out there, see what, see what sticks? I, I did look at that Pittsburgh game because that was a one that was a really low or kind of an even spread. It's a closer one, yeah. All right, final four. Who are your picks? Uh, I'm taking Kansas over Villanova. I just think their size. Villanova only has five guys. They don't have a bench. Justin Moore goes down. That's a huge loss. It's going to be really hard for them. They finally came out and said he was a torn Achilles. Achilles. Yeah, you could tell. It looked like Kevin Durant's Achilles. But that and just Kansas' size and the speed they play at, I think, would trump Villanova. And then I'm taking Duke over North Carolina. Yep, I got the same. Um, I don't see any scenario where Duke doesn't win, especially after what happened at Cameron to end the season. Yeah, They're I mean, playing well. They're too deep, too talented. They beat them bad at North Carolina. Lost the last game at Cameron for Coach K. And, I mean, it's not a Cinderella story, but it kind of is if he – Gets there, and if Duke does win it, just I mean, it wasn't like he is going to win and then retire, like it was known that he was going to retire, and this is his last ride. So if he goes out as a winner, I mean, death wise, though, I mean, I don't, I don't think Joey Baker has seen the court this entire tournament. They played. Um, uh, what would you say his first name? Bates Jones? Yeah. Played him. He came Bad. in, shot two threes back-to-back on the same possession, 
missed both of them, was instantly taken out. He, I think he got a foul when it came back down the court, and they took him out. Bad, yeah, he's bad. Other than that, it's just been Keels and Theo John coming off the bench. And Joey Baker, I believe he's a junior or a COVID senior, so he still has another year of eligibility. And one of their best shooters, and he hasn't even been playing. Yep, not ideal, but they'll be fine. They'll be fine without him. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll be back next week for number 58, first one of April, big MLB preview, the whole the whole deal there. That'll be exciting. Um, so we'll see what goes down. And, uh, yeah, that'll do for us. Lots to cover next week, and uh, we'll see you then.